Welcome to another edition of the Breaking Addictions Podcast. We have a great episode lined up for you that's going to be incredibly valuable. And before we dive into the episode, I want to let you know that on May 10th, I'm going to be leading a live group experience for my 30-day Ultimate Dopamine Reset Program. Over the last couple months, I've been working on and released the 30-Day Ultimate Dopamine Reset Study Course. So this is a video-based course with a PDF protocol built into it, and it's an incredible program. Nothing like this has ever been created before. It's the most comprehensive and integrative approach to doing what I call a dopamine reset and reboot program. And if you've never done a real dopamine reset program, I highly recommend that you do it. This is single-handedly one of the most empowering and one of the most powerful things that you can do to reset your brain chemistry, to reset your mindset, um, your emotional set. I mean, there's so many things that come along in this dopamine reset process, especially if you're looking to override and overcome any kind of addictive tendencies, addiction habits that we talk about so much in this podcast, whatever that may be for you, this is a program that can serve you incredibly well. So the self-study course has been out for a couple months and you have access to that right now. You can go to www.hhphealth.com forward slash dopamine and the link is going to be in the show notes before. Now what I want to share with you though is on May 10th, I'm going to be leading a live dopamine group experience. This is carried out over four weeks. Each week, I'm going to be leading a 90-minute Zoom call with our entire group, and we are going to be going through what I call the three stages of transformation when it comes to this program, resetting the brain chemistry, rebooting the operating system of the body, and integrating into a brand new version of yourself as you go through the dopamine reset and reboot process. It's an incredible program and a great experience to bring into your life. And we're going to be doing that on May 10th. So for everybody that purchases the Dopamine Reset program, you have access to this group experience. And we also have a Telegram group support page as well to support everybody in the process. So again, you can go to www.hhphealth.com forward slash dopamine Check out the page, check out the test testimonials, the video testimonials. If it resonates with you, go ahead and sign up. You'll have immediate access to the course itself, and then we'll put you in the group support page, and we will see you live on May 10th. So let's now get into our episode. Welcome to another edition of the Breaking Addictions podcast, where we're dissolving illusions and transcending limitations. I am your host, Ronnie Landis, and I have a very dear brother of mine with me, Mr. Archer Love. And Archer is one of the more interesting characters that I've come across in my travels over the last you know, 15 years. We've known each other for the better part of 10 years and Archer is many things. He's a nutrition and human optimization specialist. He's the owner of a nutraceutical supplement company called Now Alchemy. 
He's also a veteran. He's what I would call a metaphysician, um, someone who's deeply spiritual and also incredibly practical, um, which we'll, I'm pretty sure we'll talk about what that even means. Um, <laughs> and he, he's just overall an incredible human being, incredible man, and someone I've had the honor of being on many different journeys with over the years and really excited to have you here, bro. Oh, thank you, brother. I'm honored to be here. Thank you for inviting me. We always have the most amazing conversations, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how this transcends all illusions and all timelines. Let's glow. Let's glow. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, for anyone listening, me and Archer did, I think, two podcasts in the past. You can kind of just look those up if you're interested. And uh, in this <clears throat> this podcast, um, we're going to go into a number of different topics. Obviously, the the, the context of these conversations has to do with addiction. That's not all we talk about, but addiction is a it's a pretty deep topic. It's near and dear to my life as as most of us, right? Because nobody that I know has gotten out of this life experience without going through the journey of addiction. Even if we may oh, not yeah, totally. we may not understand it as addiction, we may not identify as an addict or even understand that maybe we have addictive patterns mm -hmm. playing out in our life, but that's something I definitely want to touch on in the conversation, I know that you you've had many different initiations and worked through many different things, and and I'm sure your supplement company and your journey in health has to do with that topic as well. Absolutely, it's like everybody says, um, everybody has a vice, right? Like you've heard mm -hmm. that, and my desire for over a decade has been to become viceless, and I truly believe in that state of being. And I think that vicelessness is really when you're sitting in the seat of your higher self and you've really stepped into your power. You know, um, mm -hmm. I got out of the Air Force with PTSD <clears throat> and the PTSD led to a few addictions. I was self-medicating with things. And yes, now alchemy is definitely a spawn from that. Uh, one of the first things that I discovered that really healed my, uh, not just the addictions, but the tendencies of um, voided seeking that the addictions were coming from. One of the first things I found that really soothed and healed that was the Ormus. And when I discovered that, yeah, as you know, <laughs> I became obsessed with it. Uh, mm -hmm. I would say, oh, it became my new addiction, but it didn't because there are some parameters around what makes something an addiction and being obsessed with something doesn't mean it's mm. an addiction. You know what I mean? <clears throat> mm -hmm. that, that, that's really actually a great point. I'd love to go a little bit deeper into that because, um, <clears throat> you know, there is this thing with like with quote unquote addicts and there's a, there's a really great perspective I heard one time from a incredibly successful entrepreneur, world famous. And he was talking about, he was he had a 10 year spiral with addiction and he was talking about the fact that the problem wasn't that he was an addict the problem is that he had so much energy and it was it wasn't going to good use so all that energy was just naturally being funneled in these self sabotage and addictive patterns um, but once he shifted his focus and put it into like entrepreneurship all of a sudden he was addiction free Mm, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, excess energy can definitely become compulsion. Yeah, so let's talk about that in your journey. Like, what what was that like at that time period where you shifted, and especially getting into the Ormus? What mm -hmm. like what was that process like? Yeah, so 
what I was doing was a lot of cannabis and wine. And I really desired to be at a place of peace and happiness. So I wasn't like getting wasted and getting high. But every day I microdosed with a little bit of marijuana because I found it keeps my PTSD at bay. Mm. And it kept me from getting really anxious in public environments or really triggered in certain situations. And it helps with that. But it also came with a slew of side effects. And I didn't like those side effects, but I dealt with them. And so that's sort of one of the things that tells me that it was an addiction. It was like, even though I knew there were negative aspects of it, and it was negatively affecting part of my life. I kept doing it because it was also helping me in this other part, you know? Right. Um, and, and because um, I was uh, smoking weed and one of the side effects was <clears throat> sort of like a lack of motivation I also <clears throat> drank a lot of coffee and would, would use stimulants. Even sometimes I, I had like used Adderall and things like that. Would mm -hmm. Go through phases of doing things like Adderall. Um, I, the coffee, I got to the place where I would um, try to make coffee in coffee. <laughs> 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 Do you know what I mean? I it, think was, so. it was silly. It was silly. The coffee stopped having an effect on me. Uh -huh. So I would like make coffee in coffee or I would like brew uh, green. I would like make matcha in black tea. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Instead of just mm -hmm. in hot water. Uh, I was doing things like that because of the way that the marijuana was bringing me down. And then right. because of the because of the stimulants at night, I would have like a glass or two of wine to help me calm down. And like, so I was really seeking balance. And I think that ultimately that's what an addiction comes from. Um, mm -hmm. there's probably a different way, a couple different ways to look at it. You know, I don't think it's any one thing, like all addiction comes from seeking balance, but I know for me it did. And when I discovered Ormus, that's what really brought me into actual, both metaphysical and physiological balance in a healthy way that was real, you know, not in a way that mm -hmm. had side effects. Mm -hmm. That's, that's actually incredibly insightful in that, that uh, segues into this topic of Ormus and it'd be great for us to like actually explore what that is for people listening. I know when I got into Ormus, it was explained as orbitally rearranged monoatomic elements. And that kind of makes sense to me, but I probably don't think that probably makes any sense to anyone else. <laughs> listening. Yeah. I don't even, I used to talk about that a lot. I don't even talk about that so much anymore because it just, uh, it, it sort of, brings the conversation over into like the science and the mathematics of it. And, mm -hmm. and it, it really distracts people from what it actually is energetically, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So for anybody hearing us talk about Ormus here, I just want to let them know that where I'm specifically referring to now alchemy Ormus, when I discuss Ormus, because there's a lot of different ways to make it. And some ways are great. Some ways are not so great. Some ways that have actual gold, some ways don't, you know, so now alchemy Ormus has actual gold and it also has all of the Ormus minerals extracted from the Dead Sea. So it's these two parts, gold Ormus and um, Ormus minerals from the Dead Sea together. That's how mm -hmm. we make it. Um, yeah. So what this is, is every mineral naturally occurring from the Dead Sea and gold. So gold, first of all, it has this, I was actually just talking to you about this yesterday, Ronnie. It has this Kintsugi-like effect, you know? 
Um, Kintsugi is the Japanese practice of repairing broken things with gold. And what it does is it makes it more malleable. Uh, it makes it stronger and it makes it more beautiful. Mm-hmm. So when we ingest gold, I believe, science has shown that it heals people of things that are kind of miraculous. Mm-hmm. Like psych wards were using it to treat uh, schizophrenia hundreds of years ago. They don't do that anymore. But gold can treat uh, schizophrenia and dementia, and all sorts of things like that. Um, and what I believe that it does is, um, and it, when it's very small, like monoatomic or nano and even colloidal, uh, it interacts with our DNA um, intelligently. Like it mm-hmm. has a communication with our DNA because everything is energy and all forms of energy hold information. So the energetics of the gold, this information, this intelligence, when we take it in and it's in such the molecules are fine enough to actually absorb into our cells and interact with our DNA, this intelligence results in a balancing that science has even shown that gold might help to repair the crippled strands of telomeres. Mm. And for those who don't know what the telomeres are, telomeres are the end strands of DNA that begin to shorten with age. Actually, the shortening of the telomeres is one of the main factors of aging. Mm -hmm. And so the gold may help to repair and lengthen the telomeres, which is not only anti-aging, but youth regenerating. And so then it gets into kind of a conversation about how the Egyptians used it. And there were so many different groups throughout history that used it and considered it like an elixir of youth. Um, like Cleopatra would like bathe in gold mm-hmm. ormus. Um, she bathed in a lot of other things too, but <laughs> the ormus was one of them. And um, yeah, so it does so much. I consider it a heal all. Like there's so many different ways we can take this conversation. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. books of thousands of pages could be written on this one thing. Yeah, no, that, that's that's really good. And, and it's so true, especially as someone who's been looking into this for the last 10 years as well, not as intensely as you have given given your quote unquote obsession and creating entire company around it. But it's something I've gone deep into and just the study of mineralogy and studying how minerals affect all aspects of our physical body, but also our, our mental and spiritual body. And the way that it was explained to me by Dr. Gabriel Cousins is that minerals are basically tuning forks for higher consciousness, like radio stations, like transistor molecules that are helping you tune in to different radio stations of consciousness. And when somebody is demineralized, not only is their, their brain not functioning properly, but but their spirit body or their etheric body is not able to connect to those radio station receptors, if you will. That's a really great way of putting it. I, I think that the way that I put it means the exact same thing and mm-hmm. very different words. And I love that, that description of it. Um, I see the minerals as conductors Mm -hmm. of electricity and information so if we are deficient in minerals things will happen like for example we'll need to drink water but because we're lacking the conductors (laughs) that um the information will travel through to reach certain parts of our brain from other parts of our body and our organ systems we won't actually register that we need to drink Mm -hmm. water and Mm -hmm. so we start if we're mineral deficient it's like a domino effect 
and all these other things start falling out of balance. And then someone's just like, you know, I feel like shit. I'm going to have a cigarette or I'm going to have a beer. That's going to make me feel better. And this is a fake high. And the only reason these things make people feel high is because they're starving the brain of oxygen, which is actually taking them out of their body, which is why they start to feel better because their body's not feeling good. So as their awareness mm -hmm. starts to leave their body a little bit, they're, they're not feeling how bad they feel. And then they feel even worse because the drug is stimulating them or in some way depleting them of, again, minerals from their glands, uh, which use the minerals to make neurotransmitters and things. Mm -hmm. um, then when they come back into their body, they feel even worse. <laughs> That's you know? so true. And the mineral, the Ormus minerals, the, but now alchemy has, it, the solution has magnesium and even lithium and boron, mm -hmm. which is an amazing decalcification system. And the gold and the Ormus plus has even silver, copper, rhodium, ruthenium, platinum, palladium, and all these other superconductors. And so when we're taking these minerals and superconductors, it helps us, it helps our body do what it needs to do. It helps our body tell us what we need to give it. And because of that, it also helps our body to not do what our body doesn't want it to do. Like, for example, mm -hmm. when I started using the Ormus, I, I didn't tell you this, but I pretty much instantly, like within the first week, I no longer felt like smoking weed and drinking wine. Like it wasn't even something I thought was going to happen or planned on happening. I just noticed, I was like, huh, that's really strange. I haven't really wanted to smoke or drink wine. I've been feeling pretty good recently and haven't really wanted to change that. Uh, and then I started a 40 day fast or mm. actually completed a 40 day fast. And I, prior to this point, I was into yoga and meditating and things and I wanted to fast and I had food addictions because of my years of athleticism and the false information that they're teaching in Western sports about how we need to eat all these types of calories and everything. Mm -hmm. So I had food addictions and carb addictions from all that. And I couldn't go a day without eating. I started doing the Ormus and I literally did a 40 day fast. And that resulted in shedding of not only all sorts of intestinal things and physical weight, but like spiritual esoteric weight too and mm. attachments and mm -hmm. it changed my life and in like two i started using ormus in about two or three months i was a completely different person yeah this is this is amazing and people are listening to this are going to be getting a lot of aha moments right now and i was just i was just backtracking to what you're talking about minerals and i was thinking of lithium because most people don't know what lithium is lithium is a really powerful antidepressant and it's yeah. actually really powerful if you can find a lithium hot spring. Um, but, you know, I just like I'm just thinking of a number of different things, particularly around the minerals that you mentioned, because there's there's kind of like what we call like normal minerals. And then there's noble minerals like the platinum and the um, iridium and some of the things that you mentioned. I just want to make that point real quick for people, um, because what you're talking about is like a full spectrum mineral supplement that isn't just based on Mendeleev's periodic table of the elements and the carbon testing they do on dead dead minerals or dead nutrients or car, you know carbon based um uh testing it's actually it actually is something a lot more profound mhm mm yeah yeah and and it it is and there's also something else that 
come to mind for me when you were discussing that, uh, that I think is really important to know. Um, this is one of the reasons why a lot of people become addicted to marijuana. We have an endocannabinoid system that mm-hmm. needs to be nourished. Mm-hmm. And so the only way that people are really getting their cannabinoids is by smoking marijuana. But fruits and vegetables have cannabinoids and terpenes in them. Mm-hmm. Most people don't realize that. But we're not, not only are we not really eating the fruits and vegetables that we should be, but the soils are super uh, just uh, leached of minerals. And so the cannabinoids and the antioxidants and the OREC value and all that, that is supposed to be in the fruits and vegetables isn't there because they're not getting the minerals they need to develop the way they're supposed to develop, you know? Mm-hmm. So it not only do the minerals help people with addiction, but also CBD when full spectrum, it ha- like CBD isolate is kind of futile. It's a little silly mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> I, I, it actually kind of breaks my heart a little bit as a Glad provider of CBD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in a full spectrum form, CBD can heal people of all sorts of things too. And the reason for that is because the diseases that they're needing healing from oftentimes come from minerals and cannabinoid deficiencies. So when they start nourishing their cannabinoid system, the d- diseases start to heal naturally. And again, there's now alchemy CBD. Now alchemy CBD is an organic and full spectrum biodynamic nano enhanced so that it crosses the blood brain barrier not only like all the bells and whistles but it's grown the hemp itself is grown by the weechold tribe it's sacred and it's like very powerful medicina (laughs) i have to tell you that i've tried a lot of different cbd products over the years the only cbd product that i've really really consistently felt especially before going to bed and just like really felt it having the effects that you would expect is your nano enhanced cbd i have to mention that mm. thank you thank you i really appreciate that it means lots yeah and there's there's like so many little things coming up in my mind to discuss but you know without going on any potential rabbit holes uh and there's many um, yeah. just want to like, I want to just, um, take the conversation into a little bit of a personal development frame, because I know that you and I were talking about a number of different things last night when you came over and we dropped in and there was, there was kind of a relative conversation around the ego and, um, and, and really the things that you and I have both been working on within our own, our own personal development and, and, you know, different things of that nature. I, I, I'm, I'm finding the question within, within talking about it, but I wanted to, I wanted to just talk about, well, here's how I'll phrase it to start it off. Like what's really alive for you in your, your life? You don't have to go into detail, but like, what's the theme in other words, that's alive for you. Well, there's a couple. I think the most active theme for me right now is, uh, there's a few, let me just sort of get into that mental state and just be really Mm -hmm. real with you about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, one of the biggest things that comes up for me is distractions. just discerning away from distractions Um, because I have a mission, a Dharma, you know, a a path that 
I am here to fulfill. And there's all these little distractions getting caught up in this argument or getting caught up in this desire, things that don't have anything to do with what I'm here to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm really just like working on shaving away and their nuances, you know, it's subtle. I, it's like, I don't go on binders of any sort, you know, there are very subtle things that, that most people would consider normal. Um, but I don't written norm normalcy doesn't inspire me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. just really shaving away all these little distractions so that in a conversation with somebody, like you mentioned ego, you know, um, one of the things I've been noticing in my life recently, I've been sitting with uh, grandmother medicine, Aya, a lot more recently. And what it's really been helping to show me is how I communicate with people. And there are so many times where I've been in arguments and things that actually should have been really beautiful conversations. Mm-hmm. And it takes two to tango, you know, so uh, if you want to have a very transcendent conversation with somebody, it's probably not going to happen unless they're okay with that being the result, too. If they're just like mm-hmm. hell bound on fighting, well, sometimes you just got to walk away, you know, mm-hmm. but in the past, I've let people trigger me. I've let them say things that like, ooh, like they hit a wound. I'm taking that personal and now I'm going to react, you know. Yeah. And sitting with grandmother medicine has just it's so funny. I I uh I love to sit with it by myself so I can have no distractions and I just go through this rolodex of memories of all the times I didn't speak right, didn't speak in the right tone, didn't say the right thing, didn't show up in, in a as a loving king, didn't re- honor somebody's uh whatever and and then it shows me how I could have or should have done that. And everybody's like, oh, you know, forget about what it could have should have. I'm like, ah, I don't know, not so fast. Like the past is there to learn from, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's, like it's not like we just look away from our past and say um, no regrets. You know, it's, it's not yeah. like a regret. It's like class. It's like learning from history. You know, we everybody has people have no problem looking at history in the world, but they don't want to see their own history, right. you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And um, they say uh, depression is looking at the past. No, depression is how you look at the past. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and they say anxiety comes from attaching to the future. Like, no, inspiration comes from attaching to the future. It's it's not what you do. It's how you do it, you know? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I look at the past and I see all these times where I, I didn't speak to somebody right. And I come out of my journey and I will literally send people messages like, hey, I just, and I'm very careful with apologies because an apology at the end of the day, they're just words, it's empty words. It's really easy to say, Hey, remember that time I like yelled at you? I'm sorry. I did that. But what does that really do? So instead of saying, Hey, I'm sorry, this happened. I will reach out and I'll send energy that is the opposite of that. So I'll just reach out and just say, Hey, I just want to let you know, I think you're a really amazing person and I'm happy our paths cross. Like, whoa, mm. where'd that come from? Mm. Rather than just being like, rather than just rehashing some negativity, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and yeah, I've, I've been getting a lot better at having peaceful conversations. And uh, I have somebody in my life right now, actually, who's great practice at that. Um, she loves to fight and she, 
she knows me well enough to say the things that normally would trigger me uh, very deeply. And I'm able to just say, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry that you feel that way. I know that you must feel this way because of things I've done or said. Um, and I hear you. I'm, I'm really sorry that things that I've done and said have made you feel this way. And then, you know, when you, when you do that, they're just like, okay, mm, thank you. Now they have the choice. They can either attach to their negativity and be a negative person, or they can be like, well, thank you for saying that. And it's done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's probably uh, that process of, the reason I call that distractions is because when you have a mission and you have a business or whatever, any type of argument or any of that stuff, it's draining. Mm-hmm. You know, it like, it takes your energy. And that's why I call it a distraction because a nice, empowering conversation gives you energy and that sort of stuff helps your mission and journey but like arguing with people blaming mm-hmm. holding a grudge all that stuff's just a distraction you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I love the frame that <clears throat> that you're sharing this in because distraction is really the it is the context of addiction like all addictions are a distraction and then you have to think okay what am i distracting myself from and that that's a personal inquiry mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it's not always like obvious either, because if somebody doesn't have like a quote unquote mission, a purpose and intention for their life, their, their day to day is not regimented and not, not structured, then there's going to be quote unquote distractions because your energy is already distracted and scattered. It needs to be like organized and structured. So there's, there's a point, there's a purpose, there's mm-hmm. somewhere my energy is going and if not, then we're going to have all these leaks in our ship. And, and so like even speaking more to that would be great because that's what people struggle with. I certainly I know that that's that's something that I deal with. You deal with. We all deal with. And we're trying to organize our energy day in and day out to point it in the direction of something that's meaningful and important to us. And when we have these we have these external um, dynamics in our relationships, or maybe they're self-inflicted because we have negative habits that are draining our energy. If we're not aware of that, then it's kind of like our, our, we may be going towards something and making some kind of progress, but there's still leakages in our battery that are going to drain us at the end of the day. Yeah. And also what I see when you say that is, like a succubus type of energy Mm. a lot of times addictions come from people having attachments that are draining their energy like it can be a succubus but the succubus in the spirit realm can manifest physically as uh like an abusive relationship Mm. or a job that they don't like you know things like this that drains people's energy and and that sort of stuff is the epitome of distraction you know like nobody should be working a job they hate like in this life come on you know we get i don't want to be like yolo but i mean come on like yolo you know like you really want to be in a relationship or a job that pulling you down and everybody has their excuses for why they have to stay there well i gotta take care of this person you know i don't want them to be on their own i'm just like look he's a 30 year old guy what are you talking about you know or like well, I got to pay my rent, you know, and uh, it's like, well, maybe you should just for a period of time, get rid of your rent until you yeah. build yourself up. You know, um, I did that myself. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember during my homeless phase, I met people in Los Angeles and uh, sometimes, you know, people in LA, money's a big thing in LA because rent is so high and air one's so expensive, and, <laughs> you know, and so people complain about money a lot. And my business now, Alchemy, didn't really start to take off until I was homeless and which is kind of ironic, you know. Um, but when I would talk to people and they'd be like, yeah, you know, my business isn't doing good. I'm really stressed. Like, do you have any tips for me? I'm like, well, what are you spending your money on? You know, like yeah. 90% of their money goes towards their bills and then they have 10% left to invest in their business. I'm like, you got to turn that around. You know, mm-hmm. um, they're like, what do you mean? I was like, well, I lived in my car for like three years. Mm-hmm. And then I would literally see people get mad, uh, especially if it was women. Cause a lot of women have the, I'm not safe belief system mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is a very unfortunate belief system and i totally understand where it comes from but not in we our belief systems paint our reality so regardless i mean it's just as easy for a five foot man who weighs 120 pounds to say i'm not safe because i'm small you know i i don't really think that uh women should be walking around thinking they're not safe and so basically women, women would get really mad at me. If I was like, yeah, I lived in my car. They're like, are you suggesting I should live in my car? I'm a woman. That is not safe for me. I'm like, this is an excuse to, to not take a leap of faith. You know? That's not even what you're saying. You're just telling your story. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that too. But a, a lot of people have excuses to keep them in their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. the comfort zone is the place where we don't grow. Yep. You know? Yep. Yeah, I mean, that, and this is really good for people to hear too. I know for me, every major turning point in my life was based on a courageous decision. You know, when I was working in Summit Hospital in Oakland and uh, I was supplementing my then pursuit to have a professional basketball career. And that's actually how I got into the holistic health world by, by a side job of HIV testing, which actually planted me in the middle of the emergency room in Oakland of all places. And I ended up seeing everything that was going on. Then I had my like raw food awakening and that, you know, that really like woke me up to what was going on there. Um, But at some point it was draining my soul. And then I had to make that decision that I'm going to, I'm going to forego this paycheck and I'm going to go into the unknown. And I didn't know, I didn't know that I was going to become a nutritionist and a speaker. Like I, I had these ideas, but I didn't know. I certainly didn't have any platform or any like roadmap. I just knew that I was going to have to do this. And you don't know this, but I was recounting some of these stories with my partner, Aaron, the other day and remembering the journey. Like I literally was so deep in the raw food kind of lifestyle in the beginning where I had no money. Like I I had to sell old comic book cards and comic books to the like pawn shop to get like 50 to a hundred dollars. And then I would ride my bike all the way to the farmer's market and just load up on fruits and vegetables, put it in my Mm. backpack and I would ride my bike another two miles back home. And I felt like I won the lottery. Like, mm. <laughs> because that, that was my value system. Like it, I didn't care about like a car and these other things and, and clothes. Like I was all about that lifestyle. So my value system was about my health, my vitality, 
um, you know, living this lifestyle that I was inspired by, I would spend like $50 on sun warrior or miss greens. And that was like, that was like, that was a win. You know what I mean? Um, or like some kind of supplements, like the ones that you sell, those, those were like Holy grail moments. And I was broke. And, um, and then eventually I just kept going about it and the, the path was laid out. I figured it out along the way, but there were those first couple of years were completely unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's a very important phase that we go through. Uh, the universe, uh, I don't like to say the universe. I'm going to say God <laughs> yeah. because it's more realistic. Um, <laughs> God is always watching, you know, and God is an energy uh, karma. Like um, what you put out is what you're going to get. And if you're putting out acts of faith, you're going to get evidence of why you believed in what you believe. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the eye is always watching. Um, the eye, which is I, the self. I love language, by the way. Self, mm-hmm. self. Like our self is made up of, of a bunch of cells. You know, like, I just love it. I can go on and on with languaging. Um, but yeah, so that I think when it comes to addiction, uh, a lot of people say it's something that they're going to have or carry for the rest of their life. A lot of doctors say this type Mm. of thing. You get that with like ADD and bipolar and stuff like that too. But I'm, it's such a limiting belief and especially of the mind, like the mind is so malleable and, uh, what we do with our behavior is what tells our mind what reality is. It's not the other way around. It's like a lot of people focus on their vision boards or their thoughts or mantras, and they Mm -hmm. expect that to change their behavior. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) But like, you got to change your behavior and then you get the downloads and the ahas like, Oh, you got to live the life first. And then your mind starts to change, you know? So basically it's another way of saying you've got to get out of your comfort zone first and then your mind starts to change, you know, for example, like you can tell yourself that you um, you're going to be an addict for the rest of your life. Or you can tell yourself that you're not an addict and just substitute what you're you've been doing mm-hmm. to fill in that void for something healthy. For example, um, smoking, right? Uh, if somebody's addicted to smoking and maybe they even smoke a pack a day. Like mm-hmm. they can't just stop. They have to fill that space with something healthy. So right. it's like, instead of smoking, every time I get that urge, regardless of where I am, I'm going to drop and do 10 pushups. It's something that gives them mm-hmm. a yeah, stimulating totally. experience. Yeah. And it, it has to be similar. Like you can't substitute a stimulant for a, a downing experience. Like it would never work to substitute. Well, Every time I want to smoke, I'm going to sit down and meditate for 60 seconds. It's like, that's not the same type of thing. Like you're looking for a, a jolt, you know what I mean? Nicotine, yeah. like do like a couple burpees or something. And that will give you that, you know? Um, but if somebody is addicted to alcohol meditation, you know, something calming for the nerves, like that would work, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, it's like people, people punish themselves too. Right. So there's this, there's this like shame and guilt component built into these addictive tendencies where it's like, every time I do the thing, and I know this from personal experience, every time I do the thing, now that I'm conscious of it, 
every time I do it, I feel shame and guilt, but then I, I continue to do it, which just reinforces that. Then when I stop trying to do it, I feel the pain of it. And if I don't have something that's actually creating a positive momentum in inside of me and leading me towards a positive path, then I'm just sitting in my guilt and shame. And that's not mm. something I recommend. Yeah. And that's also a choice. A lot of people are addicted to guilt and shame and they do totally. things. Any emotion is, can be addictive because the brain is going to build grooves that results in that emotional you know destination you could say like once this neurotransmitter is uh produced you get this emotion and so the brain starts to build neuro grooves to create certain types of neurotransmitters norepinephrine adrenaline mm -hmm. dopamine um and even like the lacks thereof so if you start to do something like if somebody um, has an addiction and maybe they might say I have a chemical imbalance and that's why I'm an addict, right? Um, they might want to take an SSRI, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, you know, or um, tricyclic, uh, something like that, uh, like Wellbutrin or whatever. Um, but instead of doing that, they can look for foods that help to activate or amino acids like L-theanine or theobromine, you know, things that help to um, release serotonin from the brain or certain activities that will help to uh, induce the release of dopamine or serotonin and different things. And this sort of new way of being will develop new grooves in the brain. Mm -hmm. So when you start to develop those serotonin grooves, those like feel good grooves, um, you're going to start to become quote unquote addicted, but it's not really an addiction because it's not bringing you down, it's bringing you up. But so I just call it habits, you know, you'll yeah. start to develop new habits of like, ooh, like I think about breath work and I feel good. I want to do some breath work right now. Or mm -hmm. I think about running and I feel good. I want to go for a run right now. And and that stuff can really help people to turn away from some of the addictive tendencies um, that they have as well. One of the addictions that I struggled with even after uh, getting over all that other addictions uh, that I mentioned earlier, um, I think this one sort of crept in because I was spending so much time alone uh mm -hmm. focusing on my mission balance is so key you know like yeah. you can't just focus all your energy on your mission you also have to turn it off and have some fun and go dance or whatever you know mm -hmm. um but i i went so intense into what i was doing that i couldn't have a relationship i didn't feel like i had the time to have really in-depth emotional conversations for people and i wasn't really there for relationships. And I started to develop an addiction to intimacy oh, and, and the, yeah. the oxytocin and the serotonin that intimacy would bring. And so I kind of became like a little bit codependent for a while where like, if one relationship ended, I was immediately looking for another one. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that, that was just, that was awful for me. Um, <laughs> And what I found was like the best way out of that was working out, you know, like mm -hmm. working out gave me that like feeling that like in my body feeling that I was seeking from intimacy. It's just like, I just feel good in my body. You know, um, we get it from cuddling uh, and affection and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, even now I have goats 
And I, I really get that feeling fulfilled just by looking at my goats and petting my goats. And like when they come up on me and they want to rub their nose against my face, you know? Um, so there's so many different ways that we can get that as well. But I think that working out is, I don't think that's just great for overcoming intimacy addictions, which I think in our society is actually so prevalent that people think it's normal. Like the dating yeah. apps yeah. and like going to bars, trying to meet people like that's just normal, but that's not how it should be. Like we shouldn't be seeking relationships or seeking people to complete us, you know? Um, so working out, I think is an amazing way out of that too. Yeah. And that, that's, that's such a great point. I know for me at any challenges in my life, working out and getting into the gym, getting into church, like my body temple has always been the most effective thing. Like no matter what, if I start working out, lifting weights, running, sprinting, getting into a training routine, that is always the antidote. It puts me back in my body. And it's, and it's also like, it's, it's psychological training because then you know, there's a whole thing with the dopamine system and dopamine largely is about tracking progress towards a goal, but our dopamine system has been inverted towards immediate gratification. So we get these little pleasure reward stimulations from things that don't actually serve us, but it's just bad. It's bad. Mm -hmm. It's bad neurochemical Mm -hmm. training. And so if we invert that towards doing things that actually require effort and, and, it retrains the dopamine system to be motivated towards things that actually require effort that produce long-term results. Um, and then you, you actually feel good about yourself. And that, that's something I think I want to talk about too, is that, so we're talking about shame and guilt and all that. Like the whole thing is really that we, we, we get in these cycles where we don't, we don't appreciate or respect ourselves when we're in the throes of addiction and, and negative habits, what happens is we lose respect for ourselves, and then that's where these downstream emotions start to start to spawn from. So we actually have to develop habits that cause us to respect ourselves. That's true. And the industry, um, the media, the media is a siphon mm. for respect the music and the lyrics in it, which are all seeds that just go deep into the subconscious, mm-hmm. the, the model industry and the celebrity worship, all of this stuff causes people to feel like they're unworthy. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that really drives addiction, which drives consumerism because people have to buy the things they're addicted to, (laughs) you know what I mean? Which is why alcohol and cigarettes are everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. But psilocybin and MDMA and ayahuasca are, you know, are. Yeah. Yeah. Things that unravel the addiction and turn us inside out so that we can face ourselves. (laughs) Those things are like illegal. It's really ironic. And also it's ironic because they're not man-made. Like, they're god made they're they're made on the earth like how are so many millions of people okay with a government telling them that not only can they not eat or drink the things god made that come Mm -hmm. from the earth naturally but that they have to put the things in their body that are man-made and synthetic like it's so ass backwards i'm like I don't know how so many people are okay with this during 2020 
I had such a breakdown that I went off grid, bought a 33 acre, well, you know, well-fed solar powered ranch. And I was just like, I'm checking out of society, man. This is too much. It was one thing to have them tell me, you know, I can't pluck things from the earth and eat it. That was unethical in itself. But then to start saying that, like, if I want to go out to restaurants and stuff, I have to put their synthetic chemicals in my body. It was just like, oh, it was too much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not to get off track. You know, I know we're talking about addiction and whatnot, but I just had to vent that real quick. And to get back on track, yeah, things like psilocybin, psilocin, um, ayahuasca, um, and, and a lot of other natural plants, they unravel the patterns of the mind, which is sort of like a reset. And they seem to turn our mind inside out. So currently, you know, in our waking state of being the uh, subconscious kind of runs the show. It's like maybe 93 or 94% of our thoughts are completely subconscious. We're completely not aware of them. And, you know, maybe like five to 10% of our thoughts are like conscious thoughts we're actually choosing. And that's, probably high you know but when we do things like um ayahuasca or um, a mushroom journey it kind of turns that inside out where suddenly we're facing our subconscious it's like whoa Mm -hmm. there's a lot in here that i have not seen (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and And the other thing about those sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but no go ahead the other thing about things like mushrooms and ayahuasca and whatnot that it really (laughs) sort of like confuses me how Uh, the government's gotten away with making them illegal is that when you're on these things you can't you can hardly move let alone like hurt somebody right you know (laughs) like yeah yeah (laughs) it's so peaceful yeah well that's that's the whole thing right and the word government literally means mind control govern control ment mentalism mental Mm, mind yeah 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 Yeah. so we and we we know we know the whole the whole governmental yeah governmental agenda yeah Yeah. to control people's minds essentially right and so you know what we're talking about even even taking it back to just the topic of minerals and proper nutrition and and working out and taking care of yourself we don't even have to go into psychedelics like just talking about basic lifestyle optimization that in of itself is an antithesis to the governmental agenda because of course they're funded by big pharma and yeah that's the thing it's mm-hmm. so crazy it's so wild man how much power big pharma has it is it's really interesting to think our actual government is funded by big pharma right it's true i mean like the rockefeller family bought mm-hmm. the medicine industry mm-hmm. in like the 60s I think it was the 60s. I'd have to be fact-checked on that. I don't really... It's actually know, earlier. They, like John, D, John D. Rockefeller, who is, the, who is the spawn of all that, the whole Rockefeller family, it's, it was like in the, the mid-40s, I believe. And, but I mean, it's all planned. It's all, it's all been orchestrated and planned long ahead. And basically, the world of homeopathy and herbalism and natural remedies was very present in that time and then basically they they came in and just corporatized the whole thing with their petrochemical petroleum based pharmaceutical chemicals and i and one particular example i think is really important like many 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 years ago in my research i was going into like colloidal silver and silver in of itself is one of the most powerful antimicrobial 
um, antiseptic agents. And that was used in World War One for um, infections like wound infections. And they they then outlawed silver as a as a health remedy and it had to be labeled as a pure just like mineral supplement because then they brought in these synthetic um, pharmaceutical antibiotics yeah and the antibiotics don't target they just kill everything right so things like naturally occurring things work on a vibrational level so like Mm -hmm. silver has a negative charge And um, carbon-based organic matter has a negative charge. Anything that's not like a virus or a heavy metal has a positive charge. Mm -hmm. And when I talk about heavy metal, I'm talking about like lead, mercury. I'm not talking about like gold. Um, And so basically these things like silver or silica, these negatively charged particles in different forms, like silica can encapsulate positively charged particles, removing it from the body. There's silica in Ormus as well. Um, silver actually destroys the positively charged particles by um, basically shattering the shell of it. It's quite interesting how it works on it. I don't know if you've looked into this, but like, mm-hmm. so a virus mm-hmm. is a, it's got a shell and then it has yep. some message inside of it, like a code, RNA, whatever. And then it has a pump and that's all it is. And so basically silver just destroys the shell, <laughs> you know, it's just like, Man, that's that so fascinating, like to go down the rabbit hole of like what viruses actually are versus what the so-called heralded, you know, the 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 how do you say the ivory towers of medicine and what we've been taught about viruses and bacteria and this whole circus that we've been in for the last two years. And it actually is based on just complete false premises. And um, I mean, it's just so wild. Yes, it is. Uh, that was Louis Pasteur. Yes. Louis Pasteur, the creation of pasteurization. Cool, man. I honestly, so many people say, I'm allergic to milk. I'm like, really? That's ironic. Um, but the pasteurization process will make, I went through lactose intolerance because mm-hmm. of pasteurization. Mm-hmm. And what healed my lactose intolerance was none other than raw dairy. You know, mm-hmm. because the enzymes, the bacteria were able to break away at that plaque that had built up in my um, digestive tract from pasteurized dairy. And funny enough, since we mentioned it, you know, the old milkman with the glass bottle archetype, like they would use like silver coins to drop in raw dairy oh, yeah, and stabilize they did it back then. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Uh, yeah, I put nano gold in all of my elixirs and it's not just for the benefits of the nano gold, but it's also a natural preservative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good, brother. Yeah. I mean, we could keep going deeper into all this. I mean, this, this, this is like really great. Cause I don't really get to talk about all these different things that much these days. So it's really fun for me to just like be yeah. able to go into this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, gold, silver, and copper, all three of those are great antivirals. What, so we have a few minutes left. What in your lineup of products, say somebody is dealing with, 
whatever they're dealing with, let's say it's like related to addiction and the things that we talked about, like what are, what's the lineup of products that you'd recommend for people that are trying to stabilize their brain chemistry, regulate their nervous system, get out of fight or flight and impulsiveness and that kind of thing. Elysium and limitless. Those two elixirs will do exactly that. So limitless is an amazing adaptogenic elixir because it is a liposomal blend of 11 certified organic Chinese mushrooms. And all of these Chinese mushrooms do the same thing, but some of them also have specific things that they do that other ones don't do. And so I decided to put them all into one blend and just get it all and have this synergy between them, um, kind of like an entourage effect, you know, with mm -hmm. like DVD type of thing. Uh, so I think that the limitless elixir is going to be really balancing for people who have addictions and just to sort of like fill in those voids in a natural, healthy way that is like meant to be. And the Elysium is the Ormus Plus, uh, the Shilajit and the Nano Enhanced CBD all in one bottle. So with that, you're getting a lot of minerals between Ormus and Shilajit together, the amount of minerals. Um, is it's a full spectrum mineral solution. You get all the minerals from the Dead Sea with the Ormus, and then you get all the minerals from the Earth with the Shiliji. You're putting them together. So it's kind of like the masculine energy, the feminine energy coming together. Um, and then the nano CBD in that, you're also nourishing the endocannabinoid system. So if mm -hmm. people take Limitless and Elysium, they're getting the Ormus, the Shiliji, the CBD, and the Chinese mushrooms. And that's like, boom. Mm -hmm. That's like everything you need. Amazing. Amazing. Well, man, this has been a really great conversation. And before we check out, is there anything that you'd like to share with people? Obviously, I want people to know where where to find you on social media and your website and anything that you want to share with them. But like, what's the final kind of concluding note that you'd give to people? Yeah, so I'll just get the little details out of the way first um my instagram is archer love no spaces um the company page is now alchemy the website is www.nowalchemy.com uh with that being said uh i think i would just like to remind people of the power of prayer mm. the spoken word literally praying out loud these are see every word we speak as a seed cast into the ethereal field and they all grow and the more consistently and repetitively we speak these words the more powerful that field grows a lot of people aren't manifesting because their words aren't in alignment one day they're saying this or thinking this the next day they're saying and thinking the opposite so they're just not manifesting you know mm -hmm. but if people want to change overcome addiction manifest certain things Prayer is an action, like getting on your knees, closing your eyes, putting your hands together, uh, believing in God and saying a prayer is an actual action, you know, and it's really powerful. Thank you for that reminder. Yeah, every day, every morning. I, I can't, a lot of people have morning routines, you know, and they, their morning routines are very important to them. And I'm surprised, especially in the spiritual community, a, mm -hmm. a lot of morning routines don't actually involve prayer. You know, it's like meditation yeah. or hot day or whatever, just 
thing. Um, but like prayer is so powerful and ancient. I'll give one prayer that I love. It's the prayer mm-hmm. of Jabez. The prayer of Jabez is an ancient prayer from the Bible. And it's, it is, um, uh, bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. Keep your hand upon me and keep me away from evil so that I may cause no pain. That's it. That's the prayer. You know, and this guy Jabez said that prayer every day. And um, I think that people can come up with their own sort of uh, mantra or their own Mm -hmm. prayer. It doesn't have to be somebody else's. It can be like, mm, uh, make me the best father that I can be and Mm -hmm. keep me abundant and happy. And that's it. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be like long and elaborate or whatever, you know? Yeah. yeah. yeah God, God likes simple, sincere and direct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful brother. Well, this was so good. Really appreciate you coming on with me and making the time to share your wisdom and everybody out there. I hope you enjoyed this and knowing how people's attention spans are, if you're still listening to this, I have to assume you did. So thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Breaking Addictions podcast. More to come. And please check out Archer Love's website, his social media shares a lot of really inspirational messages. And also make sure that you check out Now Alchemy. And uh, we will have a coupon code and the website and all that in the show notes. And until then, sending you guys a lot of love and aloha. Oh, Ronnie. Yes. One other thing I want to add. Go for it. I was mentioning working out and how important that is. I have a Patreon page where I offer my body weight workouts. So if anybody's wanting to do their, you know, working out, but they don't want to go to a gym or they don't have weights, it's all body weight stuff, which also means that, you know, if you want to do something on your knees instead of your feet or whatever, because of your experience level, you can adjust it to your own needs. So patreon.com and it is Archer Love's 30 day angel warrior ritual. So just wanted Amazing. to put that out there. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. And please check that out if that resonates with you. And uh, okay, perfect. And that's it. Thank you so much.